Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I'm so excited to have on a dry and feared six-year-old, a 43-year-old coming out Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. Comes from Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, folks. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Austria, Switzerland, Germany. And he is a CHL Sportsman of the Year. A WHL first-team All-Star, two times. A two-time most sportsmanlike player in the WHL. Also had the most assists and points by a D-man, two times. A Spengler Cup winner. A German Pokal champion, like yours truly. A Sveita Bundesliga champion, like yours truly. And an Allen Cup champion, never got one of those. And he returns to the shed, a legend. And for his hat trick appearance, welcome to my back deck, Matt Kinch. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, Whoa. you're oh, get the call in again. That's right. Yeah. Vol- volume's working now, eh? Oh yeah. Only took us well, a little bit, right? Loud and clear. Yeah, it's like you're one of those guys that are so old. I bet you didn't even have email back in high school, eh? Yeah, just we had to work through it. We were the test test generation of how this email stuff was going to work. And, and you know what? You you fought through it. We got her done, right? And now we can hear you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I get into how we know each other. You've been on before um, your solo trip and your Ravensburg Tower Stars chat, which the only reason I could do that was because I was injured that year, um, you know? So I wasn't that competitive. You guys won. I never played, so it didn't hurt me that much, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you guys won it all, eh? Yeah, that was, uh, geez, that's a long, seems like a long time ago, but doesn't, right? When you put yourself back in that moment, it, uh, you know, I think actually getting on with you a couple of times really kind of refreshed it. You got to go think back to all those moments and all those. It's uh, It's such a cool thing to finish your your last game of the year. They always talk about it. So cliche, but when you win it, that's, yeah. Well, it's totally different. And um, what's interesting for me is like, I had kind of forgot about everything I'd done. I forgot about every season, every play, every teammate. And then I get in my shed and start talking. And all of a sudden I remember everything. And I remember the things that were happening in the locker room, the things that were happening at practice games. I only have like 10 kids here right now. It's no problem. Um, Sorry if it's a bit loud in the background. Good. All good. (laughs) Yeah. You got to throw in these impromptu shed visits, right? Or else, how else are you going to win? Right. You're in the heat of it with the kids, man. They, you're running around. You got it. 
Yeah. And uh, looks like uh, George's mom's here to pick her up. And uh, I think the kids will figure that out. We'll just keep talking, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's crying, so it's probably okay. Uh, so other ways we know each other, though, is... Uh, you have you had exciting stuff going on last time I talked to you was you were about to open up a shooting thing where like people show up and shoot pucks yeah that opened up in February it's uh it's kind of they kind of call they call it score hockey range the guy the ownership group that put it together kind of came to me and said hey Matt you know like you got hockey background you've opened up a couple businesses you know can we get your help and it kind of brought me back into hockey which is really good like maybe coaching in a different way you know, a lot of kids coming in and doing some one-on-one stuff, um, you know, team stuff, but it's not, not as committal, I guess is the best way to say it. You know, you kind of get to see him, help him out and then pass him back to their coaches. It's almost like bringing a grandparent. It's like, Hey, that was fun. Now go yeah. deal with the coaches and you don't have to deal maybe the day to day. So I I'm enjoying that. That's been a lot of fun. It's uh, I did see what you did the other day though, by the way, I don't know. That must've been you. Um, You're banking off something and putting it, short side like on the goal line like i used to do this for fun at the end of practices see how far i could get close to the goal line and put keep putting it in you were doing that right yeah i I mean i'm trying to give those little tips here i mean i think unless you play the game and i know i was a defenseman but i played with enough good players like yourself to know that you know these drills are you know where to where goalies are going to be and where to put the puck i was good at getting those guys the puck to do those kind of things but you know, I and I, I think some coaches think they know it unless you play the game. You know those guys. You played with them. Like there's certain guys that have that gift that can put it like that. And you you go, you know, you did. And and I played with guys like that as well. But um, you know, that's a it's a skill. And and I, if you can get just kids kind of thinking about those things, and that's why the reason we put these clips up here and there to kind of teach them to show them. You know, work on those type of things as well. It's one thing to come down and be able to do a breakaway or put the puck on your stick and this uh, Michigan that everyone's doing, but you know, in game like situations when the heat's on and you got a split second and you get up to a level where you can't do that, you know, it's uh it's a little bit different ball game, right? Well, and that is one thing about having a shooting clinic where you have all the time in the world and you just keep shooting pucks where they're supposed to go in a game. It's totally different. And uh, you speak of the Michigan, I've been going out with O'Reilly and, uh, and, me and him were at one end with Joe Leahy, beauty, who's going to the Blue Jackets training camp that just helped me on my skills day. Um, but the three of us are working on stuff, and he's got his little nook at the end of his blade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm seeing him wrap around pucks. Like, in practice, he's doing things, and he's wrapping things around so fast. And we got talking about the Michigan, because you look at the other end, and you see my kid – and his buddies practicing the Michigan. And I was like, you imagine, like, what are they doing down there? We're all working on things that actually make you better at hockey, and they're doing that shit. And O'Reilly just said, he's like, yeah, the Michigan, it's like, it's not really good play. And I'm like, you're right. Like, it's not. And if I'm the coach and you try and do that shit, and then it doesn't work, I mean, I'll probably be the first person to try and break your stick. Um, where then he has just this little nook at the end of his blade and he's doing wraparounds way faster than any kids doing a Michigan, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think you see that. I think what happened was when we were kids, you know, we would have a, you know, we'd be out playing street hockey and we'd be playing, 
out the outdoor rinks. Not that kids aren't doing that, but now everyone's so engaged in their technology and they're looking for these clips of these kids doing the Michigan. It's such a big thing where, you know, I having the center where the kids come in and I think the parents are happy. We kind of do these P well, we do these PD day camps and they, the kid, parents just want their kids off their devices. And, and we didn't have to, you know, we didn't, you didn't have to, you didn't have to tell us to go do that. We were just doing it. We love to do it. It was play street hockey. We're being creative within our own minds and playing street hockey, sometimes even putting on the goalie pads and just having fun. Right. And learning all the different things where, you know, now it's just all about what's popular and trending and, I, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And, um, there's certain days I'm proud. And there was a day where I had like six kids playing road hockey in my driveway. And I was proud. Like there was nobody on a screen. They were just doing it because they loved hockey and they were doing it because they thought it was fun. And it wasn't about, um, I guess it was just about being a kid and playing road hockey. And it's like, how often do you see six to eight kids playing road hockey anymore? It's like, it's, it's unheard of. And that's how we grew up. Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what we did. And uh, yeah, so that's a common message I'm getting a lot right now. We've been open since February. So I'm getting a lot of that. And even just uh, a lot of parents coming in, just not knowing, you know, not as coaches were so limited of ice right so and, and minor hockey and, and the parents there's not a lot of time to sit there and take a kid around and line the kids up on the board when you get 45 minutes of half ice or full ice, you know like it's just yeah. so limited so the coaches aren't taking the time and, and it's really you're starting to see it creep in into even older kids uh even girls i'd say more u18 girls coming in and they, it's not that they can't do it you tell them, you show them in like 15 minutes or 20 minutes later, they can do it. But they've been going throughout their whole hockey careers, not knowing how to actually take a proper wrist shot or backhand shot or slap shot. Like it, it's, it's pretty interesting to see. Well, there's not like, enough time. Like there really isn't when you become a coach, like I'm a coach and I see what's set for the year. It's like, we get 50 minutes a week to practice. And it's like with in, in under 13 and the shit I got to teach these kids and under 13 and all the things they haven't learned yet um, to think about taking time to work on their actual skills and their shot and their, you know, it's like, well, we have enough team stuff to do that you do need to do some skill stuff on the side because I don't have time for that. Right. Yeah, you're utilizing that ice as much as you can. And it's like you said, it's team concept stuff. It's maybe learning how to pass a rope, whatever that is at that age group, you know, you, you'll have, you, I'm sure you have, well, it's a pretty good handle on it. It's uh, yeah, it's just really, really interesting when the kids come in and it's um, not, I wouldn't say sad. And then to the second point, it's like, I have kids coming in, you know, a week before tryouts and they're saying, Hey, parents are saying, Hey, work with my kid, get him a better shot. And I always say to the parents, I'm like, Sidney Crosby didn't have the best backhand because he had one hour of a shooting lesson. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like you should have been coming. Didn't happen the week before trials. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's kind of got to kind of set back and just do it politely and be like, you know, really want this. And there was a couple of great kids and, and good kids that came in and, and improving that they shot just repetition shooting and then giving them the little tips like that little drill. I, you and I were talking about earlier, like that's the, so that's how you get better, you know, shooting pucks, shooting pucks, shooting pucks. God, and you think about when we played, we were shooting pucks after practice till we were over 30 something and it still wasn't good enough. And you still weren't happy and you couldn't hit this spot. And you just, yeah, it's well, never. Well, I, 
I think everybody's different. It's like for me growing up, um, my parents weren't hockey people. They didn't push me into hockey. It was my choice. It was what I wanted to do. And I was the one that wanted to get better. I was the one that went out on the driveway in my rollerblades. I was the one that set up all the stuff to stick handle around and shoot. It wasn't them telling me to do it. It was that I, if I'm going to do something, I want to try and be the best. And um, when you're doing something, sucking sucks and winning is fun. And you may as well try and be the best at what you're doing. And I just loved it. I remember like the golf course was across the road and people would go Looney Tunes because I would just be hitting the plywood over and over and over again while they're trying to hit a golf shot. And it's like, well, that's not my fault. I'm trying to get better. You need yeah. to focus and hit a better golf shot. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So true. Yeah. yeah. Um. So your boy's still out in Chilliwack then? Last time we talked, he was playing for Maloney. Yeah, so Maloney, yeah, they had a good, uh, I mean, he learned a lot as a first-year player last year. He kind of had to go through the pains that uh, we all went through playing on the top line, down to the fourth line, sat out a couple games back in, and then he had a great finish and a great finish this season in the playoffs, and uh, they lost out in the in the semifinals to get to the finals. So, I mean, all in all, a really good year. Now, you know, he knew what he had to work on, and he's been back for a couple weeks. They start exhibition season, and I mean, he needs a good start to try to get himself locked up and go the path that you kind of went. And I think he has well, some interest. So. In junior, though, like that was the one time in my life where every season you were more comfortable, more confident. You were not the young guy. You were the middle-aged guy or the old guy. And the confidence, you realize what confidence can do for you, right? It's like, when I was a little punk and it was my first year in junior, I was so nervous and so scared to like upset the old guys or do anything yeah. wrong that yeah. like you can't play free and comfortable like you can. By the time it's your second, third year of junior, you can be a totally different person, right? Yeah. Yeah. More natural, more, you know, yeah, more confident, whatever. How you, like you said, it's always been more comfortable, more confidence, more that little bit of you're older that where you, you know you should be kind of you there know, yeah there. and you're the leader yeah. instead of the follower yeah yeah so i think they're kind of molding into that I, I mean it's uh it's a good league it's fun to watch it's uh yeah it's kind of watching it almost more as a fan than you are as a dad obviously you're still putting your two cents in when it's the time's right but these kids are at an age now where they know you know they know what they've done if they've done something wrong you don't have to talk to them and they know when they played bad well, it's or... it's like a professional hockey player it's like when they screw up they know they screwed up. It's like, you don't have to actually tell them, right? It's like when we were mucking it up against each other, when you took my puck, I knew you took my puck and you didn't have to tell me, you know? Yeah. 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 If you get beat, you know, when you've gotten beat, right. And fun fact, the shed does have a beer sponsor again, folks, a fella I went to high school with Mikey, who is running uh gray matter, brewing here in concarden ontario we both left elmira and um this is the checkmate and i plan on checkmating every team in under 13 and winning it all and thank you for the free beer thank you gray matter winning is fun right <laughs> the tall boys too that's even better right checkmate 
yeah. <laughs> Winning is fun. <laughs> the 10 kids there, you're going to need that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some of them are getting picked up here. I should probably be paying more attention, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I get into how we know each other. You've had your solo episode, but you did come on with, uh, well, the Ravensburg fellows you won the championship with. And I, it's interesting for me with all these memories flooding back is winning and beating Heim, Doug Andrus, Justin Kelly, myself, Greg Schmidt, Casper Dine. I didn't think any group of imports could beat us at hockey anywhere in the world. And then I met you guys and from Ravensburg with Levitt, Benny Thompson and Maloney. And it's like, you know what? They probably thought the same thing we did and they were having as much fun as we were. Right. Yeah. Totally. was that way. And I don't think, I think there's the three kind of elite teams, right? Us, you guys and Shawinigan ever the kind of the three top end teams. And uh, unfortunately I think that was the year you had an injury. So you lose an import. It's uh, you know, you take a Brian Maloney or a Levitt or a Ben Thompson out, which happened the following year to us with Benny that's a big hole, right? Like that, it's tough to replace that because it's, you know, especially in the offensive situations on your power plays and, and um, you know, you played a, maybe a year together now and you guys know each other, you're not finding that chemistry, the chemistry's there. So those are important things. You lose an import and it's tough to replace an import with a good import, especially in that league. And, and that's, that's not an easy thing to do. Well, it's weird for me was when I got hurt and it was for the year and my knees cooked. Um, they brought in a five foot six right-handed shot winger. And it was like, you're literally trying to replace me with a guy that's the exact same as me. And it's like, that's weird. Right. And then you're going out and watching the games. They're putting him in all the positions I would have been in. It's like, man, it's just, I don't know. I think it it has to be on and off the ice and everybody's got to sink and they weren't sinking. And then it was watching it from the crowd was tough. Yeah. It's frustrating for everybody. Right. But that Ben Thompson, you played with him. Um, <laughs> he wasn't a captain. He was, I think an assistant captain, but as I got to know him from chatting in my shed is, um, He's the type of guy you win with. He's the type of guy that wins championships. When we got talking and I had played against him and I had a lot of respect playing against him was he didn't care about who got the goals, the assists. He was just out there enjoying hockey, having fun and being a teammate. And when you talk to him and you get to know him and you're like, well, this is part of why Ravensburg wins, right? It's like, you're the leader, but, Ben Thompson, when I talk to a guy that most guys that get goals and assists are in it for themselves, they're doing their thing and they're trying to get their points. That guy was a team guy and he just wanted to win. Well, I think Benny was, yeah. And I think Benny kind of was the start to, uh, not my, I would say leering, but he was like the stable guy in Ravensburg as far as imports were, you know, like, people took to him right away and I think people saw the quality of the person and maybe even and the player that he was and that kind of came to the base and may, maybe made intrigued for guys like myself and then you know that adds it makes people want to play there right yeah, when exactly. you see a guy like that that is endorsing playing there being the face of it 
and he gets people wanting to show up and play hockey for Ravensburg, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think you think, you know, we always think of players that we played about played with and um, you know, the way the hockey game has changed since we played back, you know, 15 years ago when we were all kind of going through junior and, you know, our first few years of pro like Benny, Benny now would be like, how fast he is and how strong he was like he he's was, like the way hockey is now like that's the way hockey is yeah exactly yeah and he could no one would stop and he would just had a passion he could get up he could get back and you just there's no quit you know it was just a just what, a good what, what was interesting and like i was talking to someone about this this week and i was like when you play hockey against people you can tell who they are you can tell what they're about you can tell what type of person they are and Every time I played against that little fuck, um, I was like, this guy's a good dude. And like, I'd like to be on his line, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's tough to hate guys like that. Right. You have the guys that are easy to hate. Like you're. Well, and you get, you get out there and you see guys that, uh, but he just did it. Just did it like, well, Benny just did it with his actions. And it was like, can this guy just stop? Like, why wouldn't he stop trying so hard? Why is he, why is he so good? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> No, and it's like uh, you play against guys and you can tell which guys aren't like in it for the team. They want their goal. They want their assist. They're they're not there be about winning or losing the game. And you can just tell with your team, with you guys, you guys, you guys wanted it, you know, and so did Maloney. That guy was a gamer too, right? Yeah, it's pretty funny. So my son came back and uh, uh, they had January, like a little all-star break. And so, you know, drinking age is 18 in here. And so they want to come back for a couple of days and 19 in BC. And so they hop back and then they kind of know that I played with Maloney. So there's two or three of them. They're like, hey, what kind of what kind of guy is Maloney? Like, what kind of player was he? And I was like, he's probably the exact same way as he coaches. Like he's this is expected this is what we do this is what we are and yeah they were just yeah it was really interesting to talk to him I mean Maloney was um Maloney was kind of the glue to that line I guess he was kind of the reliable one who could get back and be there if uh yeah, and let Benny and and Levy kind of get take their chances when needed but he was also the guy that you know was picking up the garbage when you know the rebounds were out or tipping he was he was a like a a strange one for like Germany, right? Because in Germany, you usually your imports are goal scorers, little guys making plays where there's not many net front, like mucker uppers. That's what he was. He was a net front mucker upper. He was playing a North American game in Germany. And um, he was going to make everybody get in line with him with what he was doing and i could see him being the same coach now yeah that's exactly it yeah and he but he just likes good character guys he cleaned a few guys out of this uh, the, out of the team this year that he's coaching and you know stand-up guys because you can always i'd rather he's like i'd rather have a great group of guys that are glued together and willing to go to the battles together than guys worried about you know points and, and it's a that's the only team. way you win that is a hundred percent the only way you win is having the best people that are in it for each other than for themselves. Yeah, right. And understanding your role, he's got a role for guys and everyone's feeling important. That's a good sign of a good coach, right? You just well, and when people that. have a role and they feel important, if they feel like their part is a big deal, they'll do so much more 
than if they're not sure what's expected of them. It's like if it's like I'm going to get into under 13 coaching and me and the other coach we were talking about whether or not we're going to have roles and like power player penalty kill. And it's like, well, I think we have to. I think every kid needs to do one or the other. And I think that needs to be what they sink themselves into. And I'll help them be the best they can be at what the role is. But you need to have something to sink your teeth into on the team, right? Yeah. And I think you and I both, like I was more, I would say powerful, you know, I played a bit of both obviously, and you probably did too, but I think some guys get caught up in thinking they're a power play guy, but not realizing that if you're a penalty killer, sometimes you're in a, you're playing more in a game than not. If you have an undisciplined team or undisciplined game, my God, you could be sitting on the bench if you're a power play guy for eight minutes in a row. And uh, yeah, I think there's lots of room with those kind of guys. And I think that's maybe as a group and parent group, they get caught up in those kind of things, not realizing. And everybody that. wants to be a power play guy. And it's yeah. like, well, if you can be an awesome penalty kill guy, that's the thing, right? Yeah, and you can go a long ways being that kind of guy. A hundred percent you can. Um, but where and what are you doing now? Yeah, well, that like that shooting center is kind of taking time. It was... Um, really, You're also you know, doing a gym too, right? Yeah, I got the fitness studio. That's still going. We're working our butts off to get that back to where it needs to be. Obviously, the two-year break didn't help uh, that industry very much, but now it's getting better. And uh, But yeah, so between the two kind of there in the mornings at this uh, shooting center at night when um, when teams are and individuals or one-on-ones are there. It's like getting my hockey fix. And then, yeah, just trying to get out to watch these games, I guess, in Chilliwack a couple times this year. And uh, and how yeah. far away is your son to where you are now again? Well, it's quite a ways, right? It's a nine-hour drive. It's about an hour flight. So the flight's quick. So you try to pick a couple weekends. You know, I went out a lot last year because I knew, you know. That where first- are you? In Calgary. And you couldn't get your kid to play in Calgary? Yeah, you don't want to play in Calgary for the junior team. The junior in Alberta is not, besides the WHL, obviously, but junior A hockey's okay. BC is kind of like the league you want to be in to get to, get to a scholarship. And isn't that tough, right, like as a dad, that you'd much rather them just be able to play where they're from? Yeah, well, the problem, too, is that, um, you know, I, I they don't – until now, they didn't never let you go out to BC until you're done grade 12. That's kind of switched now. But so, yeah, the rules have changed slightly. And it's just, yeah, it's a better, more heavily recruited. It's a better league. It's, uh, you know, that's the it's where you want to try to get to if you're wanting to go down and get a scholarship and play in the NCAA. Um, it's very much the same here as uh, where I grew up, where I got a scholarship from. Um you can't get scholarships from there anymore is what they say. And you have to, you have to play there to go elsewhere and then get a scholarship. And it's like, well, that sucks for a dad, for a family, for what we're doing. I, I'd much, I'd much rather them be able to get it done right from here. Right. (laughs) Should, should be that easy. Shouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's the way it used to be. (laughs) Used to be. Yeah. That's the way you did it. (laughs) Yeah. I did fine when I got to NCAA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> work. Um, okay. What else do I got here though? So um this is by the way, as preemptive as a shed visit gets, right? Like I 
texted you and I was like, dude, I was like, I got kids, wife's out. I got nothing going on except I want to talk to you and I want to be number one in Germany. And I do know you know what that's like because you were a Deutsche Meister in Germany, weren't you? Yeah, sure was. Yeah, that was a good memory. And we beat the Derby, like, as you know, the the Derby team that was the... You beat Schwinnigan? Yeah, and Schwinnigan was the team that every the, the second league wanted up so bad in the DL. And I think I even remember during the game some of the terrible calls. And I'm thinking this is, you know, we guess they're making it yeah. quite obvious who they want to win. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think the league definitely wanted them up there, and uh, to have it so close, and and the games are close, and we won a thriller in game two where it was we kind of stomped out on game one, went through them pretty good at home. We we kind of. Kind of caught him off surprise, I guess. I don't know what, but we. So who's with. on that Schwinnigan team? Is that uh, Stefan Meyer and uh, oh, that hacker there. guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was there. Uh, there's a big D man, a Polish D man. I remember uh, they had kind of some guys like not you know, or Zaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had him, and I remember him being the guy and the D, and then um, I don't remember like those guys very well isn't it weird you can't kind of remember the guys you like i remember a lot of the Beatingham guys I, character guys and, I, I totally know what you mean I I, there's, cer- there's certain people that catch your eye and there, there's certain people that don't and um i totally know what you mean uh but when you win it you don't care who you beat you just you won it it's like i don't remember who was on munich the year we beat them in Beatingheim. it was like we won you know get out yeah. of our way Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was obviously a great memory, a great, uh, great time. And I always kind of reminisce more about it now. I think when you get a little bit older, because you you can have the time to do it. And I think you getting us on that one time was great because you could really, really. uh... Isn't it fun though? Like people don't even have any idea how much fun I'm having. And like, I have a different team each year with these kids. And like, I love these kids as much as I love the teammates I played with. But, like, there's so many people to talk to that, like, we haven't seen each other in so long. And to think about getting you and Levy and Benny and everybody together, um, it just warms my heart because I know you guys want it. And when I get that with my guys, it's like, I get so goddamn excited, I don't even know what to do with myself for, like, days. It's like I can't even book it until it's happening because i'm gonna get too fucking excited right (laughs) well it's funny to go back because everyone's version of the winning like how it all happened is you know and you hear different stories about what they remember and then you're like oh yeah i kind of totally forgot about that yeah that happened (laughs) (laughs) festivities after you know i had a buddy say that to me and he him and i are he's a year older and we probably played very pretty similar pro careers and I remember him telling me, he said, how would it feel? And I just kind of said to him, I said, it just kind of made that whole journey worth it. And I, and I know it's not the Stanley cup and I know it's not, uh, you know, the, maybe the AHL, you know, Calder cup, but it was, you, you play a whole year to sit there at the end and fight through the playoffs. It kind of just made all the pro hockey ups and downs worth it. No, I hadn't like, you look at your career when the research team got hot for like 37 seconds before we got on here. Is you, you had quite the career coming into pro. You you were the CHL defenseman of the year, 
most points, most assists, all that. Um, it's crazy to think I was playing against you in the second league in Germany, but um, I always find it interesting that the people that win are not the people bitching about shit. They're not the people that are like, well, my apartment's not right. My car's not right. My this isn't right. My that's not right. And I can just tell you're the type of guy that showed up and just got to work. And we're like, well, I'm in the second league in Germany now and we're here to win this. And you did. Yeah. And I think it was just fun to, fun to feel like a big part of it. Right. You know, when you're one of, isn't it fun to be a bigger part of a team than less? Yeah. I kind of even watched who was the guy this year quick in uh, Las Vegas. And I mean, I know it's a Stanley cup, but it probably felt a lot different when he was a starting goalie, the Stanley cup, you know, I think winnings obviously you can be a part of a winning team, but when you're feel like you're impactful in the way that it's happened, that's pretty, pretty amazing. A hundred percent for sure. What do you need? They're inside. You can go find. Oh, she's coming later. <laughs> a lot of kids here. <laughs> a lot of kids here. <laughs> it's like a party. It's like a party, right? Saturday night. We're just at different ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm assuming we'll be hosting the parties when they're in high school too. We're just not there yet. <laughs> Um, but I, I think winners win. And, um, I've said that to a few people around here and with different things that go on and, um, the guys you had in Ravensburg, when I played against you guys, the imports, um, your Germans, I maybe wouldn't say the same thing about, but your imports, I was like, like when they go out there, they're, Ready, they're ready like they're they're gamers and they're ready to rock and um i couldn't believe how like good you guys were and it was just like we were in beatingheim and um like i remember justin kelly saying to me one time puck gets dumped in on the power play and i didn't come up with the puck and they iced it down the ice and we got back to the bench and he said you want to be a import in germany you want to win you want to be a player here that needs to be our puck mm-hmm. and i never forgot it and i was like i'll get you that puck every time and yeah. you're right yeah no that's it uh, and it, it just takes a special group to to want to do it for each other right those kind of things when you you know there's it's on and off there. the ice right you know it's it's the other aspect that guy says to you and you're like screw this guy i'm I'm down with this guy because there's a lot of those kind of players too that just kind well, of not. Right? And, and if he's the type of guy that's saying that to me that isn't doing it himself, it changes things. But he was going in and get, getting those pucks. And then mm-hmm. when he says that to me, and it's like, I need to do that for you too. You're right. Let's go. And it was early on. It was right at the start of my Beatingheim time. And I remember him saying that to me. And I was like, I'm into this. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. And then we did. And then you won. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, but it takes like guys like you and Benny Thompson and even Levitt, right? The guy that with his duck feet, he couldn't really back check. He didn't really know how to get back to the defensive zone, but 
that guy could play. He just had a natural instinct for offense. And he was kind of not the fastest guy, but he knew where room was and he knew how to make a one foot into five feet of area. And yeah. And then he played with the guys that would do the work for him. I mean, you, you watch him. You guys think you guys, can oh, play. It, it's something. It was disgusting. He yeah. pissed me off so much. Like so I've never seen power plays where everybody's open. Like literally you watch <laughs> power plays and like everybody's covered. There's nobody open. And then as soon as he got the puck, it's like everybody's open and yeah. he's skating around like everybody's open and he'll yeah. sauce it to whoever he damn well feels like. And you make the play. I know. And I mean, you see that thing, this is a long time ago, but I mean, our whole power play, even breakout was kind of what they're doing now. It was like me bringing up the ice and Levy's like, just drop it to me. I'm going to come in and I'm going to bring it in. Well, we know Levy's not a fast guy, but he'd just kind of slither through guys. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I guess. Guess we're on offense again now. <laughs> well, as you bring that up, is what's interesting is I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna explain it to under 13s and get them to execute it. But when I was in Beatingheim, and it would have been the same for Levy, um, the coach came in with the clipboard, and it was the start of the season, and he just gave me the clipboard and said, "Okay." time for power play and he basically said i get to decide who stands where what we do <laughs> what the breakout is and i was just the player and i was like well this is weird well, and the first thing i did was implement the drop back to yeah. myself obviously <laughs> yeah you think yeah but like yeah. when you drop that back to a guy and he has that space and that gap, um, it's amazing when people are standing still what you can do. Well, yeah, and even more so on those rinks because you've got that, you know, the Olympic sized ice, which makes it even even more more room to do it, right? You're spreading the guys out even more. So a lot of the time you guys could even attack off the rush because Right. Got and that and that's where it it'll it'll be at under 13 it'll be we'll be attacking off the rush because people will be standing still and we'll just be skating by Get them through them, but yeah. um we're doing it you know yeah you'll this is happening clips. Yeah. <laughs> some highlight clips when it starts getting going about january oh, february i'm excited yeah <laughs> these other teams aren't gonna know what hit them <laughs> what is going on right now <laughs> um but um so I saw a picture of you at the parade. Um, oh, yeah. I had a parade in Beatingheim. I was embarrassing. I'm glad there was no YouTube or social media. I'm glad nobody could let me know how I behaved that day. How was your day when you won it? Well, I remember it like, kind of got through like the heavy, heavy lifting, right? Like it's been a week or a few days. And I think ours was mm, getting towards the last couple of days when everyone was going to be there. I think it was a really last requirement for the German guys to be there before they could take off. Um, I think I remember getting towards the end, but it was, um, we'd had our fun up to that point. And I, that was a, it was a good day as well. I mean, it, we had a lot of fans. They did a great job. It was at the center of the, center of the stat and the mayor was there the stat, that's a town folks yeah straight in the middle in the midday and then um yeah so in the foos ganger zone yeah and i mean a little bit different for me because i'm the captain of the team and i'm kind of like 
German is not, you know, enough to understand but not speak it. So, you know, the assistant captains come up and say something because I, you know, I don't, I couldn't probably put something together. So I remember that. It is, it is a neat feeling. I, I mean, I never had it, oh. but it's got to be a neat feeling to be a captain of a team in Germany. When you go over there, for them to name you like the captain, the C in Germany, in professional <laughs> hockey. Yeah, you get to yeah. keep that with you forever. Well, I was just, yeah, I was pretty neat. I mean, as you know, the probably the most interesting parts going to talk to the refs, and then you know how you line up at the blue line, then you got to go shake the ref's hands before the game starts, and you're shaking the other guy's hand, and you know, then going to try to talk to referees, you know, when the when there's a art, you know, dispute of the penalty, and you're you know doing the best you can, and then they don't want to speak English with you, you don't want to speak English, checkmate. And- yeah. Great matter brewing company concurred in Ontario, folks. <laughs> right. Well, you could appreciate that. And then I'm giving them that, you know, back then they didn't have video. So you're, you know, we we used to write our lists out of, of the errors of the goals and assists that would be there. And we'd be giving them to the guys at the end. So I'd be handing that over to them. And some guys would be great about it. Some referees were amazing. And some would just kind of look at you and you're thinking like, oh, oh. What, you know, come on, like, so that the that? whole uh, goals and assists thing, I've never really brought it up on here. But um, when you think about elite prospects and you think about how it is, it's like they post what it said you did. And um, there was a year in Germany. I finished second in scoring. Um, I played against the guy that finished first in scoring. Um, there are games where I don't feel like he got the points he was given. Um, and then for the rest of our lives, it says he led the league in scoring. And it's like, well, I don't actually believe that. Um, I actually believe I beat you, um, and you wore a turtleneck while you played hockey and you're a loser. Um, (laughs) but like it, it's interesting because the end of those games, there would be refs that would understand this is our job and we need to get paid for how we played and you need your goals and your assists. And then you'd go over to try and sort it out because they had been wrong with what they had done. Yeah. And they just wouldn't change anything. And then the next game, you're going over to ref going, so I owe a guy this assist, that goal, this, that. And it's like, can we just get this right from the start? So then, you know. And I had that actually quite a bit in in my uh, time with, with Ravensburg, Ravensburg being the captain, and I had to actually owe guys money or owe guys not money, owe, go, owe them assists. And they'd want me to go over the ref and I'd add them in on a blank one that had one assist and be trying to take care of all these German guys. And it was quite, uh, quite something. But it's true though. Like it's like the goals, the assists you get, like you earned them and you should have them. And I don't know why my video is not working right now. Yeah, I don't see it, but I can hear you. But yeah, that was uh, and 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 kind of interesting for me because I, you know, that year I took over the first year being the captain. We, 
they kind of let the guy go because he was, you know, a little maybe a little bit more selfish of a hockey player. And then there was a vote, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, there's a vote. And then all of a sudden, the team voted me as the guy, and I'm thinking, oh, whoa, okay, well, now there's, you know, there's a little bit extra responsibilities, and I'm taking these lists over, and I'm shaking hands with the refs before the games and the other captain of the game and and, and stuff that you're ready for because you're mature enough and old enough, but it's, you know, it's in a different foreign country, so it came with some challenges, but at the end of the day, that, is cool it is it is trophy, right? Well, it's interesting when you say stuff like that of what you went through and why I can't get my video going. But um it's like the start of those games when the captains go over and you do your handshake and you change exchange whatever it is, and um there were people that were leaders and people that weren't in Germany that um I think that's why Ravensburg won was that they named you the leader and you showed people what's up because there was a lot of teams in Germany that had leaders that weren't leaders and they would go over and do those chats and it just wasn't what was best for the team. You know, at the time they're more worried about their own stats than there was the team stats. So I, you know, I was really trying to be always aware of that and trying to get the guys points. Cause I, we all know that feeling it sucks. He's made a good pass or even a good first pass that gets to the second guy that ends up being the goal of the third guy. And you don't get anything on it, but you started the play and you're the, re- and then you look at the thing and you don't get a, that's, you know, that's pretty frustrating. Even if you're a fourth line guy, I mean, it all feels good. And you get a point or a goal or you feel like you're contributing an offensive matter. So I, I mean, I always try to be aware of that. And I never, you know, I know, I know we were always trying to make sure they got it right. And like I said, most guys were pretty good, but there'd be the guy who just would blow you off and take your list. And I'm sure probably spit his gum in it and threw it in the garbage after, but. Oh, I, I mean, I could get into this, but I probably shouldn't. But when I went to Hellbron for that year, um, well, there, I mean, it wasn't a culture you win with. It wasn't um it wasn't what we had in beating high. Um I tried to change it. I tried to make it the way it should be, but um once it gets ingrained and once it's the way it is, it's uh it was hard to to be a part of a team that um Sometimes the goals and assists didn't align with what happened on the ice. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird one. When I went first over to Europe, and I think we were all taught that, you know, back in North America, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. So I remember doing that in my first year in Europe, and then I'm probably about eight points short at the end of the year. And I'm thinking, now I'm out, you know, then that's maybe costing me, you know, whatever it is, money, a job somewhere else. And I, because I never spoke up and then I realized, Hey, like these guys are all going over to the ref, you know, they're doing it for themselves. Right. Got to be a way to do it where it's, you know, and I, I like the way the Germans guys did it. I thought it was great. The guys set the tone right after that. We give it to the goalie. We make sure it's right. We give it, it to the referee. And that I, was and, and, and it shouldn't be the goalie's job. It shouldn't be the coach's job. It should be, Everybody should know what's going on. And yeah, maybe it comes down to the captain to send over that, but it needs to be right because if it's not right and what you go over there and give the ref for goals and assists, if that's not right, 
you're never going to win. Yeah. 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 Just it creates a, 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 in the room, right? It creates a, well, that guy took my point or that and he, guy didn't even probably try to do it. And it just happened. Or some guys maybe did do it. And that's when you get into those, but that's what you didn't have in beating Hyde. We didn't have that in Ravensburg. You had that in Shuwait again, because that's what the way that group was. And that's why they didn't win. And probably in. We and that's what, and that's what we had in hell Brown. That's why they didn't win was that was a hundred percent why we didn't win. It was uh, just as good as a team or maybe not quite, but good enough to win if you get on a run and, but it doesn't happen because everyone's worried about, about themselves. Exactly. And then that's when I talked to Ben Thompson about being a hockey player, being a guy and team, uh, I just have never felt so into it with a guy that like he gets it. He knows how to win. He knows how to be a goal scorer and a player and a point producer on a team, but also get everybody involved. Yeah. 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 He was great that way. I mean, he was just, yeah. First Ben, he was first class, just a good, good guy. He could have played for a few more years. Absolutely. I mean, he was that good. He just, you know, he did a lot in a short time and he was the reason why when Leon Dreisaitl wears 29, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, Real big reason why when the league they went up from the third to the second and they brought a good quality player in that he kind of held the fort and that's why guys wanted to play with them and guys wanted to be a part of Ravensburg and that's probably the reason why the ownership group and sponsors at that time saw that and put his jersey up in the rafters because he was kind of that guy that brought that to where you know not only German guys wanted to imports wanted to go there but German guys as well. Why? Well, yeah, and yeah, for me as a guy that was very similar to him um, playing against him. Um, yeah. I felt the same way. It was like, I know this guy's into it. He's a player. And uh, every time we play Ravensburg, I want to try and beat this little fuck. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always good games against you guys. Um, you're gonna have to send over your poster picks. This is where I'd get into your poster picks, but I don't have any yet because we literally just decided to do this like seven minutes ago, right? Awesome, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, and I can't get my goddamn video to work. Hey, like, yeah, it's, it's all great, but hey, your voice sounds amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it does sound great. Um, okay, what's your what if you were gonna go back to Germany and order a meal, what would you order? Oh, you got to go. Yeah, I think the schnitzel with some pomace um, or, you know, I mean, the sausage of the bratwurst. Those are great, too. I But I would I would probably go if you got to the right place, the right spot, like the schnitzel and pomace. That would probably, you know, and a big tall beer, you know. Yeah. Wiener schnitzel with pomace and a beer. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. What do you have in your schnitzel with? You doing you're not doing ketchup, are you, you sick fuck? No, I you know what I, I kind of tried to do when I bring it back is I like having them in the bun. I know everyone we have hot dog buns. Yeah, kind of like the old yeah. class bun yeah. where you put in and yeah, go to town. I totally know what you mean. I used to go to the grocery store in Beatingheim and I would do all the grocery shopping and whatever, and you'd be walking out, and then they'd have the schnitzel stand that was schnitzel on a bun for two euros and it's like with with this with the mustard that like makes your oh, nostrils yeah, run, yeah, yeah you know and it's like 
You're telling me I got to go grocery shopping and you're going to feed me that on the way out? Ah, man. For two euros. Yeah. For two euros. Yeah. yeah. That Fan. was I think, the most amazing part over there was like, actually, everyone's euros, euros. But I mean, gosh, you'd go load up on your first grocery visit and it'd be like 60 euros and you'd have all the condiments, everything within that, within your shopping cart. And it was like overflowing. So the only yeah. problem would be your heels be bruised from, uh, people being impatient and being yeah or yeah trying to get you to bag your groceries as quick as you could it was like a yeah it was stressful it was stressful (laughs) it was stressful get it in get it in let's go let's go (laughs) good thing you played hockey for a living you could deal with stress right (laughs) it's always entertaining bring your own bags get it loaded Uh, up but no like it's uh to be honest it's very neat and exciting that uh, guys I didn't know I would play against you and Benny and Levy and um, I respected you guys I liked competing with you guys but what's neat is like now when the kids get into shit and I got nothing going on it's like it just takes me a text and it's like hey you want to chat and it's like you guys want to, and like, we want to talk about what we used to do and we want to be the guys we used to be because that was fun. Wasn't it? Oh yeah. I think, I mean, that's what you should be pretty proud of. I mean, I would never have gotten my pub. Well, he wouldn't have reconnected with Levy and, and uh, Benny just because of their, just, I know everyone gets in their busy life. I was lucky enough to connect with Maloney through my son and, and have him uh, getting coached by, the big dog there in Chilliwack. So that's very fortunate, but I mean, that didn't happen. This is a great idea. And I just, uh, yeah, I know people probably thank you, but it's uh, been nice to get to know you a little bit more and, and, and uh, reminisce on us on a Saturday night and talk more hockey about things that people really wouldn't understand or maybe wouldn't care to hear about, I guess. I can't really talk. And, to and, no, it's stuff. true though. It's like some people want to hear about what we're doing. Some people don't. And when I move to a new town and nobody knows who I am or what I'm about, that I can do this and not bug people and talk to them about all oh, the, the, the big stories of the past. It's like, I get to come on here and talk to you and we get to be hockey guys and talk hockey stuff. And then we go back to the real world. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I said, I think you got a next step. You should take it over to Deutschland Maybe do like a live one in Beatingheim and wouldn't that be something? Right around this time would probably be good because Oktoberfest is not too far away. That would be and heightened, I'm sure, the experiences. <laughs> and, and no, but like I the, the only reason I ever started all this was to have fun. And uh I I think after all the years, I do know and I do know I know who's a shed guy. I do know who's the leader. I do know who should be captains of teams. Um, I'm glad me, Doug Andrus, and Justin Kelly didn't play you guys that year uh, because it would have been a hell of a battle. Yeah, you, Your guys in Ravensburg against my guys in Beatingheim, we weren't all together after I hurt my knee and all that, but... Um, it would have been it would have been fun, and I like competing with guys that get it, that understand what hockey's about and what the sport's about, and having fun. And um, I 
I always enjoyed competing against you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's two teams that probably would have respected and whoever would have won at the end that, uh, you know, there would have still been a good respect factor. Maybe what we need to do, Waltz, is grab uh, a Beatingheim Ravensburg crew and go play a few exhibition games for charity over there. Talk to some old boys and wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I think they'd get a lot of. Do you fans. imagine? Yeah, and then you even get the Munich boys, those punks from that we beat, and then they came back with the same team the year later when Porsche loses their money, and then win again with the same loser team that lost the first time. Well, yeah. play again, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys, eh? Those guys were kind of like the Schwinnigan guys for you guys for us. It's just. Yeah, just annoying. Just like, annoying. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of punks. <laughs> but I always like you Ravensburg fellas. I like Benny. I like Levitt. I like watching Levitt play hockey. I it was interesting for me as a power play guy watching Levitt run power plays because I thought I was good at it. I thought I knew what I was doing. And then I'd watch him do it. And he'd make it look so fucking easy, it would drive me crazy. <laughs> it was. He was very uh, very skilled that way. Like, to your point, it was like, there's always somebody open, but how, why is there someone open? It's like, he didn't move. It's not like it, he went anywhere. didn't do anything special. He just, yeah, he just knew how to shift guys around and those extra couple feet made such a big difference. He knew the space game and he knew who was open and who, how to get them open and... It was uh, it was an eye opener for a guy, right? When you're running a power play, and you're trying to be world class, and then you see a guy do it, and you're like, "Well, he's way better than me yeah. at doing this." Yeah, no, he was just uh, yeah, he was very skilled. That was his definitely his his strength. And then you know it has to mesh with the guys that are around him. And Benny and Maloney were great, and I was kind of the guy holding things up top and making sure I was getting it to those guys to do those type of things. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was a unit that was very strong. We had two good units, but you know, that was obviously the number one with the four imports on the one side. So, well, all I got to say is cause I can't figure out how to get my video working for me to see you, uh, is that literally, um, I think it takes winners to win. Um, for me to win in Germany, for me to get this done, it takes guys stepping up. It takes guys figuring it out when I have time. And you're a you're a winner. You're the gut type of captain that I would love to be an assistant captain. I was always an assistant captain my whole career. I'm an assistant captain type of a guy, but me and you together could have won some shit i'll tell you that you <laughs> <laughs> should have yeah and we're gonna yeah you know hey i think we do it maybe we go back and we rattle some chains i think the guy that i played with rafi caps and he's the i think he's like the the, the sport director in ravensburg so maybe we got to get throw out a couple feelers and try to try to make something happen oh i think i th i think there's nobody that could stop us if we were together um, but it's interesting when you get chatted around, it's like the guys that win, win and guys don't, don't. And that's where things go. And, uh, you're being a dad, you're, you're doing your thing like I am. And, uh, it's, uh, right. 
yeah, it's been a been a been a ride. It's uh fun to fun to still reminisce and get on here and catch up with you. It's been a little while, but I've been following you and you got some good people coming on. Just telling some uh, great stories. Well, we gotta win, right? We're gonna win. And yeah. uh but seriously, like uh I res I I respect the people I played against and it, it literally only takes me a couple shifts to know who I'm playing hockey against. And when I played hockey against you guys and you were the guy up top and you were running things and you also had the other guys, Benny and everybody running the flanks and um, you were the leader. And uh I mean, I like competing with guys that are good and uh, I want to win again. I want to be number one in Germany and that a guy like you will step up and out of nowhere, step up and chat for an hour or two um, to try and help me win is that's how you guys won back in the day. And that's how we're going to win again. Right. Yeah. Well, if I can help you be a part of it, I'm happy to do it. It's uh said it's uh always nice to chat to somebody who gives a crap about all this stuff and just always sitting here thinking of we're we're a special group aren't we that went over and did all this stuff and there's not that many of us out there right yeah there's not and it's uh it would yeah and and then to go over there and to actually win something over there and live in the culture and to winning is something totally different once you've done it it's changes everything right holy Totally, absolutely. Well, and this has been another episode of Winning with Kendrick Wally. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all Cause they got no rhythm And that's alright Some people they drink too much Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me I hope y'all forgive them I'm like Scott Cause I'm a girl.